0: You're listening to Roswell Teen Talk, Episode 5, In the Rearview Mirror, looking back and moving forward in life after college. Transitioning from high school to college can be challenging for many students, but an even harder transition and one that catches people off guard is the transition from college into adult life. Per the National Center of Education Statistics, in 2020, 43% of high schoolers immediately enrolled in four-year colleges and another 20% immediately enrolled in two-year programs. With this in mind, before entering the adult world, on average, a student will have spent nearly 75% of their life in some form of school. Without the comforting familiarity of regular schedules and accountability structures, adjusting to new responsibilities, new freedoms, and new pressures and even new dynamics to old relationships can be difficult to navigate. So we sat down with Roswell High School alumni and recent college graduates, Brooke and Zachary, to learn about their experiences during and even after their college years and what insights they might have to offer for current high school students and their parents today.
1: So Zach and I are both 2017 Roswell High School alums and recent college grads. Woo-hoo. Heck yeah. Yeah, it's exciting to be old, but also kind of sucks. Uh, yeah,
2: <laughs> it is a, it's a change of pace, that's for sure.
1: I think the first thing I want to talk about is the difference between the feeling of graduating high school and graduating college and what comes with that and the fears of the unknown and everything.
2: No, that's a great question. I think graduating high school is is definitely a lot different from graduating college. Uh, I think that you keep in touch with a lot more people when you're graduating high school, and, and you're very intent with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and as you get older, you you don't lose touch so much, but you lose the day to day contact. Yeah. Um. And with that, you get a lot better, better, deeper friendships. Quality, um, yeah. Quality for sure. Uh, I think both are very exciting, though. Yeah. Um, I know that I really. Loved both of those experiences. I had great graduation experiences, the weeks leading up to it, the weeks following it. Um, What about you?
1: I mean, yeah, I think that it's bittersweet, right? Both. Leaving your hometown is sad because you've lived there your whole life, but it's sweet because you're leaving your hometown (laughs) you're ready to go. But I mean, college, I definitely had a harder time. I went to my plan B with the intentions of going to my, to University of Georgia And I ended up staying at Georgia Southern because I loved it so much and couldn't imagine leaving. So I think for me, when your plan B actually ends up becoming like what was meant to be, it's so hard to leave. Um, so I did everything in my power to live somewhere else and be somewhere else. So now that I'm like kind of living, not in Roswell, I think that that was beneficial for me, but I mean, like up to going like and graduating, the thought of like, what am I going to do about a job? I mean, this is like going back almost to the beginning of senior year of college. I'm like, I have to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And that is stressful in itself. There's a lot of pressure behind that.
2: Yeah. Uh, graduating college is definitely stressful when it comes to that
1: going full time is is scary because you're literally like college is okay one day i'm literally a child i'm having a great time i'm doing online school like that's all i did was do online school wake up go on my zooms have a good time and then it's like you said a ceremony and the next day you're like okay i'm about to start a salary job i need to be an adult i gotta get an apartment so i think I need that you go to bed on time right <laughs> i know like oh my god i have to wake up at seven in the morning now maybe before that i'm scared and a lot of people especially at roswell i felt like that's where we went like They felt like that. The pressures of like graduating and going to the right school. My dad went there. My mom went there. All my siblings went there. Like that is super, super anxious.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's definitely right. And I think it's funny how it worked out well for both of us. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: What would you tell yourself at 17 or 18 years old? And what do you know now that
2: you wish you knew then? uh, I think that I would just say to kind of keep keep moving as, a, as as I was back then and, and as I am now i'm I don't think that I've lost my head too much over the years I think mm-hmm. that i've I've been able to keep myself grounded in um, my friends and my family um, the people that are most important to you in high school will likely still be the most important to you now um, yeah. those those friendships don't end. what about you
1: one thing that i Wish I knew then that I know now is that quality over quantity of friends is so important. You don't have to be friends with everybody. That's not what's important. And I still to this day am learning that in high school, like you care so much about what everybody thinks about you. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because there are like people that you end up going to college with that went to high school with you and you're like, adios, (laughs) go away. But the friends that you keep during childhood, and then college, and then adulthood, and then you kind of look back, and you're like, you've been there this whole time. Mm-hmm. Those are that's what's really important to keep, and I think that social media ruins that.
2: And it, social media is, is a great aspect, yeah. as you know.
1: It's a I it's a blessing. I freed curse. myself
2: from that, and I don't. I love to keep up with people, and and the way that I do that, um, the friends that I talk to weekly, or the friends that I talk to monthly, or or every few months, you know, I yeah. just I just call them up. Yeah. And I think that that's helped me tremendously in keeping myself centered and knowing my path forward in my career and knowing who I want to keep around me. And I care about everyone that i still talk to deeply, but I don't need to know everything, right?
1: Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like maybe a couple years below us, like when we were seniors, the undergrads, right? The 10th grade Mm -hmm. and the 9th graders. There's really a drastic difference between how we grew up and how they grew up. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we had our DS's, but like I would really say they're like the i the OG iPhone kids. I literally could not imagine being one of those. Yeah. I couldn't. Uh,
2: yeah, it would be hard. I it mean, would, you're you're always connected. You're could always. Could you imagine always
1: like thinking that that false reality, like the virtual reality? that's what they actually think is real. Yeah. And we're like, we were lucky. We got like a 50, 50 shot Mm -hmm. of like, were we going to be obsessed with Instagram and like, think that that's what we're supposed to look like. And don't get me wrong. Like I'll look at a really pretty influencer on Instagram and be like, I I need that body. (laughs) Like screw this. Like I I need to get fit. But I know that that's fake. Like I know Facetune exists. I know that that's not real.
2: Uh, so Brooke, I know it's it's wildly different when you're in high school to when you're in college. Coming home and then also moving a lot closer to home, uh, how has that been? Family interactions and family life and yeah, that whole bartering system. With- I have a
1: pretty interesting approach on it. I mean, my parents are divorced, so technically, I have four parents who literally all think differently. Always have, always will. So. One thing that my parents cannot stop doing is telling me like what to do with my life. I mean, I'm off the payroll for the most part. Thanks for paying for my phone bill. But (laughs) I don't live in the house anymore. I mean, I moved out like less than six months after college. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that I'm an adult, they're like, well, you you should do this with your life. And this is this is the job you should take. And I have friends that do this. And I'm like, I know you're trying to be helpful, but let's. Realize I'm an adult now. Like it's time to let the first one go. Like focus on the other children that are still That's right. in school.
2: Yeah. You're the oldest, right? Yeah, I'm
1: the oldest, so I think they're adjusting too. It's hard to kind of like tell them to go away. Like I'm an adult now. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this out on my own.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What is like your experience
2: with that? So yes, I think that I have an interesting take take on that as well. I um, I'm sure a lot of kids share my same experience where my mom and I got along pretty well in high school, but my dad and I, we had some uh, interesting times. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, just really constantly just bickering and fighting and just what teenagers do with their parents and um, both just decided to be thick headed and didn't want to see each other's sides. Right. I mean, as, as growing up is right um, but I think it's just so funny and fun now. Um, I hang out with them all the time. <laughs> and yeah, you're
1: now you're friends with your parents. It's fun. Oh
2: yeah, it's a. I mean, it is. It's a great time. My dad and I, you know, we'll go on the back deck and just hang out and listen to some music and and you know have a beer and, and yeah. smoke a cigar and we just get to hang out and swap stories of of being young and dumb and yeah. I'm still young and dumb, but he's a little older, right? Um, so I think I think just as you get older both your parents and and the kids getting older you're able to see each other's sides a little bit more mm-hmm. um, i think that parents are able to say okay they've had some life experience right i don't need to to be watching over them all the time and, and even though your parents you know want yeah. the best for you they they can still admit yeah, Brooke has had life experience.
1: Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like my, my parents are my friends now. Like I truthfully mm-hmm. enjoy hanging out with them. I meet them out like for drinks and stuff. And that part is fun. Um, but you mean like at the same time, they're still your parents. So that part is hard for them.
2: Yeah, I think that um, that brings up a good question is what do you remember growing up thinking, no, I would treat my children differently one day or I would I would mm. have a different um, way to approach this subject. What, what are some of yeah. your takes on that?
1: So I'm, at least I was, when I was a kid, I was severely ADHD. I mean, mm-hmm. off the charts. One thing, and the only reason I know this is because my mom did this and my dad did the other. Mm-hmm. My mom always heard me. Didn't matter if I was wrong, but she heard what I was saying. She actively listened. My dad did not. If he thought I was wrong or whatever, he just didn't listen. He didn't really get to know me because Mm -hmm. I was sharing things with my mom who would then share with my brother. And then my brother would be like, oh, yeah, Brooks going on a formal or Brooks has a new boyfriend or whatever. And my dad would be like, I didn't even know. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you didn't get to know me as a I mean, like, I know you're a kid in elementary school and specifically like in middle school and high school. But when you're in middle school and high school, like. You're a legit person, you know, like, yeah, like that's when it starts where you really are like becoming an adult. You're on the way. Absolutely. So for me, it's so important that my kids know that I hear you, I see you and I know you, Mm -hmm. I know how you react to certain situations. I that that's the biggest one for me is like when you're in this situation, I know how to um, make you feel better, how to help you cope, stuff like that.
2: And I think that I'm in the same boat. I think that sometimes when I'm um, thrown into a situation or, or anything of the sort, where it's just a new environment or having, you know, a kid, you know, one of my kids one day tell me, oh, well, you know, I got thrown out of class or so on and so forth, whatever it may be, or, or I'm really struggling with this. I think it's important um, for myself to take a deep breath. Right. Mm -hmm. I think like that is how I am able to clear my head the most and, and hear, right. right? And listen, um, and not just start talking right away because that's what they need to hear at the time. Mm -hmm. Right. No, they need, they need to know that, you know, their parents are listening. Right. And I think that, um, yeah, and I think it's the same boat. My, I think my mom did a, a better job of that than my dad, and now I think it's a little bit vice versa. Um, right, yeah. As, I, as I've gotten <laughs> older. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: One thing that I will give my parents props, both ends, is I didn't have a lot of pressure to be something that I'm not. Um, and i found, especially in college, from just other friends, like my best friend, her parents, super, super strict. My parents were just kind of like, we trust your judgment so much that I literally told them
2: everything. Mm -hmm.
1: Anytime we did something in high school or in college, my parents knew about it.
2: Not the wisest decision making, but it was wise to tell them and have that open relationship, right? Yes. For
1: instance, in high school, we were going on a trip for spring break and- It was maybe a little bit earlier than a parent would be okay with their child consuming alcohol. But we were old enough to where like it wasn't necessarily the end of the world. Mm -hmm. My mom was not one of the chaperones. And I have a great relationship with my mother. So I sat her down and I said, I just want to let you know there's going to be alcohol on this trip. Mm -hmm. She was a town over and a couple days in the trip, like maybe almost towards the end it just blows up. So the next week going into school when I'm the only one that's not grounded, it's because I knew that I could, my mom respected me enough for me to tell the truth and I wasn't going to be punished. Mm -hmm. So I was the only one that wasn't grounded and they were all pissed off. And I'm like, that's your fault for lying to your parents. And so I think something that this is more for like a parent to hear than a, a child is like, if you show your kid respect they will respect you back and be honest with you. You'll know what's really going on in your kid's life because you may think that you do, but I promise you, you probably don't.
2: No, it's it's incredibly easy to hide a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we just we got out it. of that face. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think it's the same thing. I think, I think that we talked about this is um, right, wrong, or indifferent. Uh, my parents never actually grounded any of us. Um, mm-hmm. I have two siblings and I think that, we were never grounded, not because we didn't make mistakes and sometimes severe mistakes, um, but we were always willing to hear them and listen and know where we went wrong before them having to tell us where we went wrong. And that doesn't mean that we didn't get in trouble, right? Mm -mm. It just means that it wasn't a big enough deal that they said, you can't leave this house And, and Kids are going to make mistakes, right? We're still right. making mistakes yeah. sometimes, you know, even in a whole new stage of life, we're still going to make mistakes. And, and I think being a kid, it's important to, to include your parents um, when you've messed up, Yeah, you know, it's, it's going to happen. They messed up when they were younger, they weren't just sheltered and, and put away. And then they had you one day and, yep. and, and now you're here, you know, everyone's made mistakes. And, and I think hearing that on both sides and understanding it truthfully is, is important.
1: Yeah. I think so too. It is. Yeah. It's interesting. Like the impact your parents
2: can have
1: on you and the absence of them can't. One mm-hmm. thing I was reading and I really want to like switch it up. Cause I said, I wanted to talk about this. You said you don't really get like anxious yeah. or worried. Whereas I do. Mm-hmm. I am like the anxious queen. So from a guy's perspective, what is your advice on like when something stressful happens? Like, um, but coping. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like how, how does not getting too stressed out? How how do I manage it? Right. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. That, that's, that's the question. There are always caveats of stress in your life, right? Whether mm-hmm. it be work, whether it be family, whether it be your grandparents, because grandparents are more stressful yeah. than, than mom and dad sometimes. <laughs> yes, right. For sure. Um, and caring about them and, and wanting to be there with them, but you can't always take the time off to, mm-hmm. to my grandparents are up in Maryland. So yeah. not being able to, and the up, guilt you know, that comes
1: with that. And, yep, yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, I think that I'm able to control my stress and anxiety the most is just taking that deep breath. Like mm-hmm. I talked about earlier, taking that deep breath and saying, okay, this is where I am. Everything's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Nobody's nobody's hurt, right? No, nothing is going on. Yes, work is stressful. Yeah, I really need to get this thing out. Okay, whatever let's take a deep breath. Let's figure out where I am. Let's figure out what I need to do. And then let's, let's kind of keep moving on. Yeah. Um, I, I work quite a bit. My, my job, uh, I love it, which helps uh, yeah. tone down the stress. Definitely. Um, so I love it, but I work, I work quite a bit. I have a lot of responsibilities, happy for all of them, but that's work, yeah. you know, and I work late, and I work late to control my stress. You mm-hmm. know, I, I put myself in the position. Yeah, I'm going to put in a late day because I have stuff that I need to get done. And as soon as I start those keys to the ignition, that's Feels tomorrow's good. problem. That's it. Yeah. Right? That's tomorrow's problem. Yeah. That's all I have to think about is, right. is it's, it's one day at a time. It's, it's one hour at a time. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just need to take that deep breath, be conscious of this is where I am. And that's how I deal with it. And everyone's different. And um, I think a lot of people think I'm an anomaly in that sense. I think you would too. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But it just helps. It it helps keep me centered. It helps me, you know, being able to remove yourself from the situation and just think about it.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's interesting. My child therapist, when my parents got divorced, because I was so ADHD, Mm -hmm. it makes you like manic. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know when I was especially with my dad and my stepmom when we were having like a back and forth argument about something, I would get so manic that I couldn't communicate. And mm-hmm. she, the best advice she ever gave me is literally say, time out. I need to walk away for a second.
2: Oh, those are golden, oh, golden words, aren't they? Oh, especially amazing. in a fight. it's just, yeah. and, and when both parties can agree to it, mm-hmm. right? When, when both parties when, can when, agree
1: to it. Yes, because that in itself is the biggest yeah. part. But you like, you walk away. And you know that when you go back, that person is going to be calmer Mm -hmm. and you're definitely going to be calmer. Absolutely. And you can have an actual conversation about something. For me, my biggest struggle is my fights with myself Mm -hmm. and how do I calm myself down from that and the importance of like getting help Mm -hmm. when you need it. Um, And obviously I got it with ADHD. I got medicine. I saw someone. And now as an adult, my life is like good. Mm -hmm. I have a full-time job. I'm in a healthy relationship. I have good friends. My parents are present in my life. I have a good relationship with my brother, but there are still things in your life, even though they're all going good, that you still need somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I found that, you know, we're kind of in a we're in that generation where like maybe our parents or grandparents are like therapies for the week or mm. getting help is for the week. Um, and I think that that's so false.
2: Yeah. 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 And Go th- talk to someone. Yeah, absolutely. I
1: think it's really important.
2: And I guess before you, you went to your therapist now and you were getting stressed out, right. And, mm-hmm. and you didn't have that outlet. How would you deal with it? um constructively mm, what with my anxiety be, yeah how, what would be your method and and kind of how, how what would you do for me right, right it's it's my deep breaths and it's kind of right. I need to go walk then I go walk
1: right i mean my method has changed since mm-hmm. i've gotten help but i mean unfortunately when i would get anxious it's like this nausea i i want to cry i need to throw up and then you, that's all you're thinking about is mm-hmm. that one thing that's driving you crazy so honestly like you just keep literally driving crazy until it eventually ends. And now. That's exhausting. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's exhausting. And I'm, I would say I'm lucky in the essence of, like, I'm not a depressed person. I'm mm-hmm. very happy, but I get anxious. Mm-hmm. I mean, the smallest thing can get me anxious. Yeah. Um, And now I think that being able to talk to somebody that's not in my daily life where I'm not talking to them about my problems every single day, it's not a burden for them. Mm -hmm. You know, if I talk to my roommate or my mom or my best friend or, like, you, if I keep telling you all the negative things in my life, that friendship becomes a burden, Mm -hmm. right? If I keep telling my mom all of the things that I'm going through, it eventually becomes a burden. You need someone that's not in your life to just, like, like just tell everything too,
2: and it's that it's that truly objective. Yeah, it's that objective, mm-hmm. um, you know, feedback that you can get in that objective. Well, they don't know anything about me, so let's go for it and let's yeah. see what let's see where this yeah. boat goes. Oh my
1: gosh, yeah, and I find that I'm less anxious because I have an outlet mm-hmm. of something else, whether that's working out or your relationship with God or you know whatever you like to do, paint, whatever it is, run. I think those are like really important things to have mine happens to be going to get help mm-hmm. working out mm-hmm. those are like my two outlets i truthfully don't believe in like sitting in your own like pool of crap you yeah. know
2: no i'm, I'm like the wallowing same way. in your pain like it's you, becomes you, a burden it becomes a burden and you're there for that person 100 percent, but it it wanes and mm-hmm. it wanes it's it's i'm here for you and and I'm trying to lead you in the helpful places Mm -hmm. that that have helped me in the past or that are helping me now. And it's, it's like, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, right? You you can do, you can put it all in front of them and help them as much as you want, but if they don't want to search it for themselves, then it's not happening.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. And I feel like that's in a lot of aspects in life, like not just like mental health problems, but Mm -hmm. in relationships and work too. Like if you aren't happy with your life, change it. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. yeah. And and that's easier said than done. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's also having the people in your life to to talk to about it and and being open to ideas Mm -hmm. of how to change it. Yeah. Um,
0: This has been episode five of Roswell Teen Talk brought to you by the Wellstar Behavioral Health Service line and sponsored by the Roswell Rotary Club. Be sure to listen to our other episodes, and please show your support of this content by subscribing and rating on whatever platform you're listening. And perhaps you could even consider sharing this podcast on whatever social media platform you use. And lastly, if you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, help is available 24-7 if you call or text 988. Or you can live chat with a professional counselor by visiting 988lifeline.org. Stay safe, and stay well.